New show name, but the format still remains. Hi guys, I'm Danny Nabok alongside my friend Derek Harper for a next installment of the Hockey Podcast, powered by 88 Won the Berg and by the Wildcat Sports Network. And we're talking hockey yet again, and our new show name is Across the Blue Line. We are giving it more of an offensive feel into the show. That's our new name, Across the Blue Line. Now let's get right into our first topic. Derek, how you doing today? I'm doing good. It's pretty dang cold outside, and I'm skating like a player out there walking to class today, but it's pretty good. It's, it's uh, hockey, hockey weather, I'll say that. Oh my goodness, is it ever waking up this morning at temperature of 5 degrees Fahrenheit. Now that's chilly. That's hockey weather, I baby. didn't believe it when I came on. I'm like, this has to be broken. I'm like, dang. Yeah, that was impressive in and of itself. Now let's get right into our first topic, and it we go right into the Philadelphia Flyers. And in the early portion of the season, you were saying, "Boy, this team is terrible. They have seven different goaltenders that they've been using, but now it seems as if they found their guy." And it's a guy that, especially here in the Western Hockey League territory, it's a name that people know fairly well in Carter Hart. The former Everett Silvertips goaltender, he has taken the league by storm, the National Hockey League that is, as he won the Rookie of the Month for January with a record of 10-5-1 and additionally he earned the second star for the month of January among all NHL players. Now that is something special in and of itself. Derek, tell me about the resurgence of what Carter Hart has done for this Philadelphia Flyers team. He has been a solid rock. I think he might be the first piece of their new f- core future. You have other WHLers. I think it's Ivan Provorov and um, one other guy. I can't recall his name right now. But you have tons of people. You have a few young players on that team. You have Hart in that who doesn't let anything by. And that kid, yeah, he'll let one or two guy by rarely. But that guy in that, he is your goalie to build the future on. He is the core of your next generation Flyers playoff team down the road. Whenever they may go on a deep run, he's going to be there to anchor that team, Danny. And and that's what Carter Hart has done, particularly in the month of January. He had a 6-2-1 record with a goals against average of 233 and a save percentage of 93%. Definitely, Derek. Looking at the month of January, Carter Hart had a record of 6-2-1, a goals against average of 233, and a save percentage of 931. That is ridiculous, especially for the pro level. Yeah, it is. I mean, you saw how in the WHL he was not letting anything by, like maybe one every few games. But the guy comes in, he's played in the AHL too, a few games. I mean, I've been blown away by his, you don't see a young like this guy come in every day and do this well. It's kind of like, wait, he's how old? I mean, there's really no words to explain how phenomenal this guy has been in net for the Flyers. That's right. And and going into his age, he's only 20 years old, and he's got his entire career ahead of him. We saw him in the Western Hockey League, especially last year. He was really killing it, leading his Everett Silvertips team to a Western Conference championship and taking the Swift Current Broncos to six games in the WHL Finals. And it's clearly shown that 
this man is is a, a talent to behold and to see what he was doing in the Western Hockey League and now he's killing it in the NHL it's it comes as no surprise and he's done very well and you can look at what he's done against his opponents in his last two starts against Edmonton and Vancouver he had over 40 saves in both those games and and in both games playing against Edmonton and Vancouver resulted in wins he has won a grand total of his last seven starts, which is absolutely insane for any goaltender, let alone a rookie, to come in on the spot and for him to have starts and victories coming against the Boston Bruins twice and the Montreal Canadiens, who are a playoff team, the Minnesota Wild, who are hanging in there, the Dallas Stars, they're also a playoff team. They're in the mix, and... Not only that, you got wins against Nashville, who are no, who isn't a joke, and then you got a win against the Winnipeg Jets. He's been killing everyone in this league, Derek Harper. Yeah, I'm looking at his time in the the AHL here, and it's literally only the second worst percentage since his first year in the WHL. He has a 9.02 in 18 games in the AHL. Then comes with the Flyers, that goes up to 9.25. I mean, this kid, the way he's progressed from the his first rookie year in the WHL where he's kind of not doing so swell. And the next year, he goes from 893 to 915 to 918, 927, 947. And then he drops to 902 before going up to 925 in the NHL. This, I'm surprised he's not an all-star. I mean, this guy, he's going to be an all-star next season. He is the Flyers' core future. You have young guys to build around. This guy is not something to see every day. He's kind of... I'm not sure if you call it superhuman, but he is something you do not see every day. It kind of blows my mind. It really does how well he's done. Now, to be fair also, Derek, the All-Star game does come in January, and that was right about when Carter Hart started to heat up. Now, we True. we we know what happened with Andrew Hammond in his one year with the Ottawa Senators where he came out virtually out of nowhere and just tore it up. His Ottawa Senators were near the bottom of the playoff picture, and then they, and then when they brought in the Hamburglar, he just kept on winning. Now, do you think the same case will happen with Carter Hart? Do you think he'll, he'll his Flyers will just keep on winning, and then pretty soon, they'll make their way in the playoffs, and who knows, perhaps go deep into the in the postseason? What do you think, Derek? I think that is actually. Pretty good guess, Danny. I mean, that Hart has n- weighted them down with his what his last seven starts. I think he said, and it's been he's I think he's won his last seven starts. If the team keeps winning, those players are gonna go out there and want to win again and again. They're not gonna be down like oh we've lost a bunch of games. They're gonna be like guys, we're actually winning games here. Let's keep it up. The energy's great. It's positive. Let's do this. I mean, the positivity and energy and ex- excite ex- excitement that he brings and those wins bring I don't think you have anywhere to go but up keep in mind the Philadelphia Flyers at this moment they sit at 54 points in the standings and that's seven points behind the the last wild card team right now and that's the Columbus Blue Jackets who are sitting at 61 points but looking at what Philadelphia has done in their last 10 games nine and one and that's very impressive in and of itself, and it's a testament to how great of a goaltender Carter Hart is. And it showed not only in the junior leagues, but now it's translating into the 
into the NHL. And it's incredible to see someone from with Western Hockey League roots go to the extent that Carter Hart has. And it's it's amazing to see, especially and it goes to and it's a testament of of the talent level here in here in the West Coast and particularly the Western Hockey League. Yeah, the WHL turns out tons of players. I mean, the Winter Hawks have churned out, I think, the most NHL draft picks, actually. Um, I think I read that Homer. two or three years ago. Yeah, a little. I mean, other yeah, teams yeah. Homer, have put them you out. Admitted it. Other teams you admitted it, Derek. You're yeah, a homer. But I You're a Portland Winter Hawks homer. I have. I've read that, too. And homer. you see people like Seattle, they put out Barzell. They put out Grops in the AHL. He'll probably be up soon. And I think they put out and if more NHLers than I can know. I'm not big on Seattle there. I don't remember that. But this guy... Homer. I mean, the WHL churns them out. You have guys with Brandon that are up with Cart now. Uh, Hart, I mean, Carter Hart. You have Ivan Provorov, um, the other guy. can't recall his name. But you have two to three guys on the Flyers, all from the WHL. You have guys on the Canucks from the WHL. Um, the LA Kings. The list goes on and on. It just shows that that league really helps players elevate their skills to the next level. The Western Hockey League, that's the place to go to refine your skills for the next level, hopefully. And and it's really a testament of how great this league we have on the West Coast is. Now, and now we know that the Philadelphia Flyers, they're on their way up and they're potentially making a push during the rest of the season for a final playoff spot. But in the early portion of the season, there was one team that really stood out, and it was the Buffalo Sabres. There was one stage where they led the NHL in points, and then there came one game against the Tampa Bay Lightning where they gave up a late goal. And sure, they lost the league lead because of that loss, but who would have even imagined that that would be the last time they would see the league league? We all know what's going on with Tampa Bay. They're, they're leading the NHL in points right now, and they are just soaring, and it's incredible. But the Buffalo Sabres, on the other hand, not quite as well. The Buffalo Sabres were leading the league at one point, but now they they find themselves outside of a playoff spot, sitting three games behind Columbus. They're sitting at 58 points, and they've they have a losing record in their last 10 games. Is is this a cause for concern? Do you think Buffalo can pick it up? What? And Derek, keep in mind, last week during our picks segment. Last week during our picks segment, you said Buffalo was one of the best teams in the league. What happened? I don't really know what happened with the Sabres. I think uh, you have some big egos there. I won't say certain players, but you have some dual things. There's been conflicts with coaches. There's been issues here or there. You have Rasmus Dahlin. They've been had to get into the team, so it's kind of meshing. I think they're either in a slump or they're back to their old ways, honestly, Danny. Now, you did say last week on our show that they were one of the best teams in the league. Are you going to try and defend that, or are you, you're going you're gonna to humble yourself and admit that you were wrong last week? I mean, everybody, nobody's perfect. So, yeah, I was wrong in that pick, and they're not the best team in the league. But out of the gates, they, they shocked everybody. I was like, holy cow, what, what is this Sabres team? But I think it's either a slump or they're back to their old ways. And the Buffalo Sabres, they right now, they in their last 10 games, they've – they have not performed up to the standards that they were in the beginning of the season, especially considering that late loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning that really seemed to derail their season. And now they're sitting three games, three points behind Columbus. And you have Philadelphia with Carter Harden in goal. 
hotly behind the Sabres. And then also you have the Carolina Hurricanes, and they've been starting to soar in their last 10 games. They are 6-3-1, Derek, and it's impressive. And it possibly could have been fueled by the trade that the Hurricanes made for Nino Niederreiter of the Minnesota Wild. That can That's a contributing factor, but... You have Buffalo, who's starting to go on its way down, and then you have Carolina and Philadelphia on, on an upward trajectory. This is not looking good for this Buffalo team that is starved for a playoff berth that they haven't had since 2009. Yeah, and that's a really a cause of concern for the Sabres there. You have the Flyers' heart is keeping them hot, keeping them motivated to win. They've won a ton of games over the past few weeks and stuff. And then you have the Carolina Hurricanes. Nino Niederreiter came firing out of the gate, scored multiple goals in his first two games. You have two highly offensive, talented teams now. It's kind of downward for the Sabres unless they can pick it up and fix it up. That's right. And hopefully for all Buffalo fans out there, they can pick themselves up and create a late-season surge and and do something that hasn't been said very often in Buffalo, and that's the word playoffs. The football team, the Buffalo Bills, didn't see the playoffs for nearly 20 years until last year they were fortunate enough to earn their playoffs. But on the Buffalo Sabres, it's, it's been a while since they have been relevant in the postseason, and they're trying to change that this year. Let's hope for their cause that that happens. Moving on. From the Sabres' playoff hopes to two teams who are in the middle of of a potential run deep into the playoffs. And it all hinges upon a matchup that will occur this upcoming Tuesday, February the 12th, where two of the best NHL teams this season will meet. It's the Calgary Flames who are traveling all the way to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And boy, what a matchup this is, Derek Harper. Yeah, I mean, those two teams, you have Tampa and you have the Flames. The Flames have been in an uprise recently this season. They have been phenomenal. Weren't a playoff team last year. New coach, and they are soaring. You have to wonder, is, are they for real? And I, th- I think they are. Then you have Tampa, who is running the league. They're running away. They're, the train is off the tracks, and they're down, shooting through the station and probably into the title. But that is a prime matchup to watch, and it's going to be one exciting game. You have James Neal in the Flames. You have Johnny Gaudreau in the Flames. And then if Tampa, you have Nikita Kucherov. You have Steven Stamkos, Andre Palat, and, and Andre Vasilevsky in goal. This is one intriguing matchup, Danny. What intrigues me the most of this matchup here, Derek, is is the similarities between these two teams in comparison to the entire league. Tampa Bay leads the league in wins this season with 39. Calgary is just behind with 34 wins on the season. And then what really makes these two, two teams so similar is their scoring. Tampa Bay leads the league in scoring with 207. Number two, right behind them, the Calgary Flames with 197. And both of these two teams will have plenty of offense. And it's going to be a shootout of, or I shouldn't say a shootout, but it's going to be it's going to be a gunfight with both these two teams scoring left and right, I would have to assume. And that's why this matchup is, is something special. Could this possibly be a Stanley Cup preview? I think it could. I don't know that you'll see Calgary in the finals, but they are a very good team, and I think they could go a distance. Tampa I definitely see in the finals. 
But out west is a little wild right now. You have Winnipeg, who's possibly a contender. You have Calgary, who's a contender. Maybe even Vegas. They might work their way back there this year. We'll see. They have the experience. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think Calgary and Tampa could be a possible finals matchup. But then again, Derek, you know every every year there's some team that comes virtually out of nowhere. We know what happened in the year 2016 where everyone was picking the Chicago Blackhawks to go all the way to the Stanley Cup final. And we thought it was a done deal. In their first round matchup, they're playing a Nashville Predators team that was the last ranked wild card team. And it seemed to be a pushover. And it was going to be an easy series for the Blackhawks. But then four games later, wait a second. This wasn't supposed to happen. The Nashville Predators swept Chicago. And the next thing you know, they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. So we'll just have to wait and see and wait for one of the greatest playoff seasons in all of the sports to play itself out. But for, for the Lightning and Flames to potentially play in the future, we'll just have to wait and see. But moving on from there, let's let's move on from potential Stanley Cup playoff potentials for the for the especially the Eastern Conference. But now let's focus on the Western Conference and the parity behind it. And if there was one team that was really taking control early on in the season, it was the Colorado Avalanche. And they were they had guns ablazing. They were right in the mix with the Winnipeg Jets and the Nashville Predators. And But now things have taken a turn for the worse for Colorado. In their last 10 games, Derek, they are 2-8. and eight. What happened with the Avs? That's a little hard to say. However, the past few seasons they haven't been stellar, but this year they've been coming up, and even last year they were coming up. And now it's like just what happened to the team. They have Nathan McKinnon, and they have other names like that. I mean, Gabriel Land- Landeskog. It's Kind of weird to think what happened to them, but a lot of teams they go through slumps. But I don't know if there's a slump or if they're falling down. They're two and eight in their last ten. They have slumps, but then there's two and eight. I'm wondering if they're just kind of they've lost their way. Maybe there's some internal conflicts, whether it's players, coaches, or be- between those two. Maybe I d- I don't know, but I think it's very very concerning for the Avs, Danny. Definitely, and here's a stat that really points to the struggles of this Colorado Avalanche team. They do not have discipline. They average a little bit over nine penalty minutes a game, and that's not a recipe you want for success, especially in the National Hockey League, Derek. Yeah, that's for sure. That's something you see in junior leagues with the worst teams. You see those penalty minutes adding up. You have to stay out of the box if you want. I mean, if you really want to do well, you got to stay out of the box. I mean, period. I mean, it's just as simple as that. You want to win, do your best to stay out of the dang box. What do you think, Danny? That's definitely true. And looking over what this Colorado's team's strength is, it's 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 hard to, to dictate because they have given up just as many goals as they have scored. So if... if you're going to try and win that way. It's going to be difficult, and it's not a recipe for success, especially in the National Hockey League, where there are so many teams that are excelling far beyond having a zero goal, point uh, goal differential. 
So that's that's not a recipe for success that you want, especially in this league. With with especially considering all the talent that you have, there's no reason why this team should be losing the way they have been recently. And it's it's unfortunate to see this Colorado team dwindle. Yeah, and it's really sad because you know, there's a team that hadn't done super slow and then they started winning some games. It was like, hey, maybe this Avs team is going to be fun to watch. Maybe it'll be a playoff team and maybe they'll do something special like the Preds did. But then they just kind of go on this weird slump or downfall and it's kind of like lets, lets everyone down. You got to be concerned what's going on within that team. Let's fill you in on the Western Conference wildcard picture, and boy, is it murky. There were There's a span of within three points that separates a grand total of eight teams for the last wildcard spot. But there's one team that has come out to be a surprise. That's the Arizona Coyotes. They have points in six of their last 10 games, and they've really shown themselves to be a hot team as of late. They've played toe-to-toe with all of their competition, and they've either lost close games or they've won games that they should be winning. And that's, what, and that's the recipe for success, especially for NHL teams, Derek. Yeah, it is. If you want to win games, you got to play well. And to play well, you got to stay out of the box. you got to have chemistry, too. You just, you have, everything has to mesh if you want to win. Sometimes you need a new coach. Sometimes you need some new players to energize. But right now, you you have to just get what whatever is going wrong. You have to fix it. They they played against some tough opponents. They went on the road to Toronto, and that's a tough place to win at. But the Coyotes they showed no sign of weaknesses. They they beat the Maple Leafs by a score of four to two, and then. On their on their Canadian road trip, they took two out of three games, and that's impressive. Into the All Star break, plus additionally, they had a they had a great win against the San Jose Sharks team, where they blew them right out of the building. And they've also won games where they they were supposed to win. They beat the New York Rangers five nothing on January the sixth, and they just keep on winning, Derek. Yeah, they do. And that is one talented team there, the Coyotes right now. They have some new players. They have some motivation behind them. They have some ownership changes I think they've had. I mean, they have some changes going on. They have some motivation. It's a team that used to be in the bottom of the cellar and stuff. And them along with the Nucks. And then it was kind of like, wait, is this the Arizona team of old? It was kind of like, and by old, I mean kind of the past few years they've been kind of not very good. They've been kind of cellar dwellers, losing games left and right. And then now they're starting to climb. And it's kind of a trend among other teams. This season is kind of interesting. Some teams are climbing while others are falling that you wouldn't expect, Danny. For Arizona, they have a plethora of goal scorers. They have Clayton Keller, who leads the team with 37 points on the season and then don't forget the defenseman that they have in Oliver Ekman Larson who has really been a mainstay during the dismal years of the franchise but there's also a sense of new guys starting to arrive Alex Galchenyuk of for Arizona has his third in the team lead with points on the season 
And you have Derek Stepan, who came from the New York Rangers, and Richard Ponick, who came from Chicago, who's also helping with the scoring. And then also it's the, the lesser-known guys. Vinny Hinestroza has added to the scoring output, Nick Cousins as well, and then d- a defenseman, Alex Goligoski from the Dallas Stars. This Arizona team is well-rounded, and who knows, maybe it might be them who would steal a playoff spot. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me, Danny. That would really be good for the desert. I mean, Arizona's been in a slump past two years. They're born, they get more away fans than anything because of all the people that come down from Canada and the northern states, which I get, but it's kind of sad to see their barn filled with road fans. If they can make a playoff push, you're going to see a lot more Coyotes here. You, you might see the Coyotes of old, the Stanley Cup playoff teams. I mean, this team is going to be exciting to watch and something to keep your eye on that maybe the Hockey's back in Arizona. And who knows? Maybe maybe to Derek's point, Arizona is back on the hockey map as, well, we all know that they were virtually off of it when they were the stepping stone of of Chicago Blackhawks and Pittsburgh Penguins teams and fans of old. But now they're starting to show some resurgence, and they are just only three points behind the Vancouver Canucks for the final wildcard playoff spot. But to keep in mind, there is definitely plenty of parity in the Western Conference, especially for that last wildcard spot. Vancouver right now has 54 points uh, after playing 54 games, so they have a 500 record. And to keep in mind, there are plenty of teams that are behind the Vancouver Canucks. St. Louis with their rookie goaltender, Jordan Bennington, who had a 6-3-1 record as of late. He, him being a rookie, he has performed pretty well to bring this St. Louis team back. In their last 10 games, they are 7-2-1. and one. And St. Louis is sitting at 53 points, and they have three games in hand on the Vancouver Canucks. So you have to assume Vancouver will be out of this position. And if it's not St. Louis, it uh, could be Colorado, who has 52 points. And they are also behind Vancouver by only two points. And, and Colorado has two games in hand. And then, of course, you have Arizona. And tied with Arizona, the Edmonton Oilers, who are starting to show themselves as um, potentially a team to look out for, mm, them being three Danny, points behind did you see the what Vancouver happened? Canucks. I don't know if you've been seeing late, lately on social media – the Oilers are in a slump. Fans were literally throwing jerseys on the ice last night. I well, mean, the Met organization's a mess right now. The Canucks, they're hot. Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat. I mean, you have a team that's on the rise there. And honestly, if there was a race to rebuild between them and the Oilers, the Canucks would win that one. And the Oilers right now, they're having trouble figuring out where they're standing. Fans are getting mad. I mean, it's the last draw for some people, Danny. First of all, Derek... If the fans are upset, that can ignite a team. And looking at what Edmonton did last night against the Chicago Blackhawks, they went into the third period and they were trailing. They were leading this Chicago team by a score of 2-1. to one. And typically you would hope that this team would hold its own and then cruise its way to a potential victory. But no, they give up five goals, and for fans to throw jerseys on the ice, sure, that could be a sign of a team not playing up to their potential, but that could be a a point where that could light a fire in a team. 
And with a leader in Connor McDavid, he can rally the troops of the Edmonton team and lead the Oilers back to the success that they had in recent years. That's why this Edmonton team, because they, they, they have 51 points, they are just behind Vancouver. And that's why Vancouver has to look out not only for Edmonton, but also for all the teams that are in the mix. St. Louis, Colorado, Arizona, Edmonton, and Chicago. Don't even forget them. They have 51 points as well. And the Anaheim Ducks also, they may be slumping, but still, they're a threat to the Canucks. And then, who knows, maybe even the last place, LA Kings, who are trailing the Vancouver Canucks by 8 points in the standings. Even they are in the mix. That's why Vancouver is definitely in jeopardy, but the team to look out for right now is the Arizona Coyotes because sure. they have the scoring and they have a great goaltender in Darcy Kemper who's really starting to show up. That's why this Arizona team is definitely going to make a push for the postseason. Yeah, in Arizona, that is a squad I have my eye on all year. I've been even walking on campus, I said earlier this year, this thing about hockey and it's something like, okay, what's going on with Arizona here? I see wins, it's like, okay, Arizona. But, yeah, I mean, the West, it shows the parity of the league and the conference. But, yeah, if some players will go out for injury or you have slumps here or there, the rest of the season down the stretch is going to be really interesting. Speaking of points that help the Arizona Coyotes cause, what's important is a great penalty kill, and it's the Arizona Coyotes who lead the NHL in penalty kill percentage with 85. And that in and of itself can go a long way to help winning you teams. And it can it can help when when you're taking penalties when you shouldn't be. And that's, that's why this Arizona team has performed so well. It's because they play well when they're on the penalty kill, Derek. Yeah, it is. When you're on the penalty kill, you got to play well. you got to kill off the penalties. To, I mean, if you're allowing power play goals... Day in and day out, that's not going to help help the team. That's just going to bog down the goalie. May hurt the goalie's um, confidence going into the games. I mean, the team has to back up their goaltender in that. And it's as it's as as simple as uh, that, Danny. Now that's that's the Western Conference playoff picture, and. There's so many places up for grabs. You have Minnesota, who's three points ahead of Vancouver, who have the first wild card position at this point. But with with the wild card positioning for the last spot, separate with three points separating a grand total of eight teams. That's incredible. But Obviously, with some teams starting to rise to the top and some teams starting to fall to the bottom, teams will start to show up. And to me, the teams that are starting to prove that they are legit contenders right now, St. Louis and the Arizona Coyotes. And who knows, maybe another team will rise from the ashes. We'll just have to wait and see. Don't forget Chicago, who's won their last five games in a row. So this Western Conference wildcard picture boy is it starting to it's going to be fun down the stretch Derek that is for sure there's going to be a lot of fun games there's going to be some surprises and those are going to be fun to watch it's going to really be fun Danny let's move on from there moving on from the NHL we are going to head to the WHL and and we're going to talk about the rookie of we've talked about the rookie of the year in the NHL and that that was Carter Hart, 
But now let's move on to a local level and the WHL. And a man that has clearly shown up in the WHL is a, is a goaltender for the Seattle Thunderbirds. And we know how Seattle made their WHL championship run. That was because of the emergence of a little-known goaltender back two, three, two years, three years ago. Back three years ago, the Thunderbirds acquired Carl Stankowski. And next thing you know, what he does with the Seattle team, he goes on a tear and leads Seattle through the playoffs with ease all the way to the Western Hockey League championships where they beat the Regina Pats in, in six games and to this day are the last U.S. division team to win a WHL championship. Now... Look at what Seattle has done. They've added a new goaltender in Roddy Ross. And this man has been impressive in and of himself. He was acquired by the Camrose Kodiaks of the AJHL. And he has started to show up in the WHL. He earned Rookie of the Year honors. And he has absolutely bolted this Seattle team. He was the goaltender who fueled a 4-1 win over the WHL-leading Prince Albert Raiders. He stopped 32-33 shots in that game, and he simply went on a tear, Derek Harper. Yeah, he did, and that's something for all the teams in the division, the, even the conference, and even the lead to watch. And Seattle's the surprise team this year. They dumped a bunch of players after the New Year's Eve loss, and against the Hawks, and that was embarrassing for the Birds. And everybody thought, oh, they're going to be garbage now, absolutely trash. And then they surprised some people, and they're going on a run. I didn't see this coming, and then Roddy Ross, you're thinking, who the heck is this guy? And then in that, there he is. He's going to be an anchor positive for the future for this team. Roddy Ross, he has a 92% save percentage, awfully equivalent to that of... Philadelphia Flyers goaltender and former Everett Silver, Silver Tips netminder Carter Hart, with Roddy Ross having 92% as a save percentage and having a 6 1 1 record in the month of January. This man has absolutely torn this league apart and he consistently just keeps on winning. We know what he did against Prince Albert with the 4 1 win, but you can't forget wins that he had against Prince against Moose Jaw and then wins against teams that you should beat in Swift Current and he's been resurgent he's beaten teams such as Victoria and division games where you're supposed to win specifically against Spokane and games against Kamloops and and he has performed well that being Roddy Ross and I wouldn't be surprised Derek Harper if we see Seattle's team back near in the Western Hockey League finals again. Danny, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Seattle, they're a good team this year With when they trade the boy a player and stuff. I'll, I do admit they're a good team and they're surprising people, even me. But go so far as to say the finals possibly in the near future? Let's slow it down there. I don't doubt they'll, they might they may make the playoffs. I think they will. Maybe a second round, but I don't know about the finals. You have some pretty tough competition there, Danny. Well, let's look at who's really hot. And this Seattle team, they have been 
really hot as of late. They have points in seven of their last ten games, and that's more than the Everett Silvertips have. It's more than Spokane, and it's just about. And they've done. They've gotten points in just as many games as Portland has. If they can pick up steam, look out because this Seattle team. They have they have the veteran experience in Nolan Vulcan, and they have they've been there before, and they have they have they have reminiscence of what they've done in yesteryears and going to Western Hockey League finals. That's why this Seattle team is a dark horse contender. I personally believe they can go deep in the Western Hockey League playoffs. I do believe they can go fairly deep. I think they'll get first round for sure maybe the second round but after that it gets murky I do believe they're on the rise but right now I'd say they're top right now possibly the second round well when they're doing better as as of late as Everett and and you said it on this show Derek that it's awfully difficult to be be Everett but when you're playing better than the silver tips I have to, you you got to you got to look at the facts Seattle's playing better than Everett that's why Seattle is such a threat yeah, and if that continues, may, maybe my mindset will change. I do need their playoff team, possibly second round, and if they continue to play better than Everett, maybe the third round. And then after that, it gets murky. You have some other teams there, Vancouver, Portland, maybe Spokane one of these years. They're someone to watch right now. They have a limited window, however. And then you get to the finals, and you have Prince Albert, um, other teams, maybe Red Deer. Uh, I mean, it just... The league's really interesting. It's another testament to how they develop players and have good, talented teams and send out talented players to NHL teams that you look at some NHL teams now and some of their best players are from the WHL. You guys in Seattle, you might want to book your tickets to Halifax for the Memorial Cup. Okay, that's that's going too far, but first you have to to get there. You got you to gotta win to make it to that point. But this Seattle team, they... they they look really nice as of late, especially with their rookie goaltender in Roddy Ross and what he has done for the Seattle team. And they've shown that they can play better. Before they had Roddy Ross, they were not quite that great of a team as they were near the bottom half of the Western Hockey League. And the last and final wildcard position was definitely in the mix. But now... It seems as if Seattle has taken charge and they have taken full control of that last wildcard playoff position. And it's because of that resurgence that Seattle has done thus far. That's why this, this Seattle team is a team to look out for, Derek. Yeah, I'll agree. They're a team to watch out for, but we'll see how long their streak runs and we'll see how long maybe the Silver Tips skid or being not as good as Seattle goes for. But it'll be an interesting stretch on the rest of the season, Danny. Now, here comes the best part of the show. And it was Tuesday night where it was finally decided who would have the lead in the picks segment. And coming into last week, Derek and I were tied for a record of 2-3. and three, And it came down to the final game to decide who would have the lead coming into this upcoming week. And it boiled down to a game between the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Colorado Avalanche. And what happened in that game? 
Derek picked Colorado, and I picked the Blue Jackets to go on the road and beat this Avalanche team. And we already discussed at length, especially in this show, how Colorado has collapsed. Well, obviously, we wouldn't be talking about the struggles if they weren't collapsing already. Going into the, the third period, the score was tied three goals apiece, but then Columbus showed up. With goals after the 10-minute mark, two spanning within two minutes, and the final with an em- the final goal being an empty netter to seal it up, Columbus won by a score of 6-3. to three. That means that I lead in the standings for the pick segment by with a record of nine and eight while Derek is eight and nine. How do you feel about that, man? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty close race between us there, Danny. It's gonna be interesting down the stretch, I have to say. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's true. But we got plenty of picks. We got pl- picks for a plethora of games coming up. So let's go right into it. Our first game comes tonight. With the Winnipeg Jets traveling to Montreal to take on the Montreal Canadiens. Derek, set the tone for our pick segment by picking one of these two Canadian franchises in this game. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a hard one, Danny. You have two good teams there. Let me look at the Jets and Can- Canadians there. I got to go with the Jets there, Danny. Here's what I see and why... The Jets are going to win, so we're both going to agree here. The Winnipeg Jets, as far as as their power play is concerned, the Jets are fourth in the NHL with their power play percentage. Meanwhile, with the Montreal Canadiens and what they're able to do, they aren't quite as effective. Montreal is dead last in power play per, in power play percentage. Meanwhile, with the Winnipeg Jets. And their penalty kill, it's right up there near the top. So I have to go with the Jets just because of special teams. And not only they are the better team, sure, they're going on the road to take on Montreal. But the Jets and their special teams, too much to overcome for Montreal. Yeah, and the Jets, they have very good power play. Montreal has been good down the stretch as well. However, when it comes down to it, this Jets team is fun to watch. They're offensively talented. They can put pucks in that, put pucks in deep, and just get what they need to do for wins. Now, moving on to another game tonight, we got the San Jose Sharks who are traveling to Calgary to take on the Western Conference leading Calgary Flames. A great, a, a great Pacific Division matchup. Who comes on top in this one? I mean, that's gonna be a tough one as well, Danny. You got two great teams there. You have the Sharks and the Flames. We talked about this game before, and these two teams. I have to go with the Sharks here, though, Danny. Why? I want to know why. You have Eric Carlson. You have Brent Burns. You have uh, who's the other guy in the team? Uh, can't recall his name on the Sharks. You have Brent Burns. You have Eric Carlson. You have plenty of other stars. They're, I mean. This Sharks team is loading up for the future. They got Eric Carlson. They mean biz- business here, Danny. They want to win now. Okay. Sure, I see your point. But here's why you're wrong. Calgary is the second highest scoring team in the NHL. And they have and 
they score at will. And also, their home record is something to behold. Calgary is 17-4-5 at home. Meanwhile, this San Jose team on the road, not quite so good. They have a record of 13-12-13, which is not what you're looking for if you're trying to win. That's why this Calgary team is going to win. Oh, and don't forget, Calgary also leads the league in shorthanded goals with 16. So even if the Sharks were to go on the power play, watch out because Calgary can also score shorthanded. Is that going to change your pick, Derek? I mean, when teams can score shorthanded, yeah, it's going to be good and everything, but I have to go with the Sharks here still. I think they can go in that building and win, Danny. Uh, well, look at look at their, their record. It's It's really nice at home with a record of 17-4-5. I don't think so. Now let's move on to Saturday and a matinee matchup. We all know the Super Bowl matchup between the New England Patriots and the LA Rams and the Patriots came out on top beating Los Angeles and that's just another testament to the Boston-LA rivalry which is one of the best in American sports. But we have yet another Boston-LA matchup. This time, it's on the ice. The LA Kings are traveling to Boston to take on the Boston Bruins. Who's coming out in this one, Derek? That's Boston. Easy. That's really probably one of the easiest picks on here. And yeah, the Kings can maybe surprise people here, but they're really kind of in the stellar here. And the Bruins are one of the top teams in the league. They are back east. I mean, those Bruins playoffs year after year, they're one of the strongest teams out there. Patrice Bergeron, Zdeno Chara. Um, I mean, it's just they have so many, so much firepower. David Pasternak, it's uh, I can't. If I was, I'd be silly to choose the Kings. Well, hang on a second. The Kings are only eight points back from the Vancouver Canucks in the postseason picture. You're not going to show the Kings any love there because they're they're only a few points away from going right back into the playoff mix. I still have to go with the Bruins here. This is in Boston, Danny. Okay, okay. I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. I'm picking the Bruins, too. Why? The Kings are dead last in the league in scoring, and if you can't score, you can't win. And if you're trying to score, the Bruins are the third best team in goaltending. So, sorry about that, Kings. Boston is going to Boston's going to be L.A. yet again, just like they have in basketball, just like they did in the Super Bowl. Don't forget the World Series where the Red Sox beat the Dodgers. It's also going to happen on the ice. Boston is beating L.A. Later on that same day on Saturday, we have another great matchup. We have the Colorado Avalanche, who are in a slump right now, taking on the New York Islanders. And the Islanders, they've been on, on the surge. We talked about it in depth in our last show. But the Islanders have really been impressive as of late. New York is number is the number one team in goaltending with Robin Leonard, who potentially could be earning some hardware later on the, during the near end of the season. And the Islanders are 6-2-2 two two in their last 10 games. While on the other hand, the Avalanche are 2-8. and eight. That's why I'm picking the Islanders in this game. Yeah, that game too. I'm looking at that here. The Avalanche and the Isles. I have to go with the Isles too there, Danny. It's in 
it's in back east, New uh, York. I don't know which building they're playing in, Barclays or their old Coliseum. But Who knows now? Yeah. But the Avalanche are on a slump or falling down. No one knows what's happening to them. Again, like the Kings, that would be silly to choose them. Now let's move on to the Hockey Night in Canada matchup that the entire nation in the true north, strong and free, will be watching in the early game time slot. The Toronto Maple Leafs, who are heading to Montreal to or to take on the Canadiens, a great matchup. Derek, who comes out on top in this one? Okay, Danny. <clears throat> I think this might be where we differ. We'll see. But I got to go to Toronto Maple Leafs, Danny. Why? Austin Matthews, he just signed an extension. So he's motivated now. Or is he? He might be. What, what does he do? <clears throat> scores a lot of goals. Probably going to win an award here or there. And then you have, I mean, Marlowe. You have. Well, he's old. He's washed up. Mitch Marner. Montreal has youth. Danny, they wouldn't sign. Austin Matthews is one of the greatest scorers out there. So? They signed an you extension. You got Carey Price, and and he, heck, he won the Hart Trophy not too long ago. But I think this Leafs team, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. You're just giving me player names. We got, we got a goaltender who's able to keep the puck out of the net. So do the Maple Leafs. Oof. Who, a washed-up guy that, that, that seems to choke? Frederick Anderson? He's not so washed up here anymore, Danny. This Maple Leafs team's the real deal this season. Oh, the real deal. Look at the last 10 games. Toronto has only won five out of the last 10 games. Meanwhile, Montreal, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Montreal's the hotter team, and not to mention, they're also playing at home. Yes, however, I, there's so much youth, so much... You have youth. With Montreal? Yeah, yeah, with Montreal. However, Toronto has youth. Toronto has veteran leadership, too. When you have the perfect match of players and the perfect coach and just everything going well for you, I got to go with them in Toronto? Montreal. Yeah. They're second place, and do you know how many points they're behind Tampa Bay? They're behind the, the Lightning. They're ahead of Montreal. By, by 14 points. Well, Montreal's the hotter team right now. In their last 10 games, Montreal has one more. And they've they've been resurgent as of late. That's why, and not to mention Montreal is at home in the Bell Center, where they they've they've played well because of the atmosphere that the crowd brings them. I have to go with the Canadiens. All right, then what's next? Moving on from there, we got another matchup: the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who comes out in? in this great matchup between these two great contenders. I got to go with Tampa here, Danny. It's oh, in Tampa. Oh, come on. It's in Tampa, Danny. Did you even watch the last game these two teams played? It wasn't even close. Pittsburgh, at the end of the second period, was blowing out Tampa Bay. It wasn't even a contest. Is, That's this, why Pittsburgh's going to win. This is in Tampa. You're using one game? That's like I saw when the Hawks beat Everett. And you're like, oh, it's one game. So this, I mean, these guys, Tampa, they're murdering everybody. They're running the dang league. Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos. Hang on, hang on a second. Andre hang Palat. on a second. Hang on a second. We got, we got a goaltender. Vasilevsky. We have a goaltender in Matt Murray who has experience. 
and he can he can stop a, a team such as Tampa, and it's the Penguins that always give the Lightning struggles. That's why I have to pick the Penguins. Okay, Danny. I guess we'll you'll have to pick the Penguins. So I'm picking Pittsburgh, and that's the reason why. Sounds good to me, but I gotta stick with Tampa here. Now we're gonna stay on the topic of Saturday because we got great games on Saturday. It's it's definitely enjoyable. Now let's go to Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada, where the Columbus Blue Jackets are taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Who comes out on this one, Derek? I'm gonna go grab my sword real quick and my armor outside oh, if you don't give mind. Me a break. I got they're in the fortress though. And this Golden Knights team is legit. Maybe I should go get my uh, shirt and my hat out of my room. Hang on a second. I got my blue jacket ready to go. Why? Because Columbus is 15-9-1 on the road. That's top five in the NHL for road records. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they're a bad team. The Columbus is a legit great playoff That's team. That's why Columbus is going to win this game, because they play so well on the road. They do play well on the road, but Vegas, when they're in the fortress, watch out. They had a little bit 15, of slump 9 and season. one it's pretty decent. It's not like top ex- five in the NHL for road <laughs> wins. And we know that any team can win on any given night. And Columbus is more likely to win this game. That's why I'm picking Columbus in this game. I got to go with Vegas here, though. You have Flower and Goal, Marc Andre Fleury. I mean, yeah, she's a Stanley Cup goaltender. They made the Cup Finals during expansion season last year, losing in five to the Caps. That's last year. That's last year. However, it doesn't matter. They had a little bit of a slump this year, and now they're proving, hey, who knows? They Watch might still out. be in that slump. Uh-uh. I got to go to the Golden Knights no. in the fortress. Columbus the is desert. winning. Put the swords up. Now, moving on, our last game on this, on Saturday night, we got the Arizona Coyotes who are hosting the Dallas Stars, and it was last night or or two nights ago, rather, that Dallas and Arizona played a dandy with the score being 2-1 to one after two periods, both these two teams exploded as it was the Stars that beat the Coyotes 5-4. to four. But now the, sh- the, scene- the scene has shifted and we're playing, and they're playing in Arizona, the Dallas Stars playing the Arizona Coyotes, and it seems to be a dandy. And we know that the Coyotes are up and coming, and the Dallas Stars, they're sitting in third place in the Central Division standings in a playoff spot. Who comes out on top in this one? Let's take a look at that one, Danny. So, yeah, the Coyotes are rising, but the Stars are a playoff team this year. And as much as I kind of, I don't really follow the Stars, kind of been that team you don't think of. Maybe it's because they're in Texas and the South, South Sun Belt isn't really a hockey hotbed. Or is it? Vegas? Hmm. The Tampa? Hmm. So, you got to actually go with the Stars here. I know it's in Arizona, but they're a playoff team and Tyler Seguin or, I mean, it's just, <clears throat> yeah, Ben Bishop and Nat. She has Stanley Cup experience. I got to go with the Stars here, Danny. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you. Dallas, they have Sagan, they have Jamie Ben, and they have a great offense. And then, and then their goaltending is starting to show up with Ben Bishop, and he's been performing well as of late. Well, obviously not last night but or two nights ago, but the Dallas Stars have shown themselves to play great at home and decent on the road. And Arizona, if there is one weakness, it is their home record. They're 9-12-3. and three. That's why I'm picking Dallas, even considering the resurgence of the Coyotes as of late. Now let's shift over to Sunday, 
where we have the Colorado Avalanche, the slumping Avalanche, against the Boston Bruins. Who comes out on this one, Derek? Are you going to pick the the hated Bruins again? Yeah, I got to go with the Bruins, Danny. They're playing the Avs. I mean, the Avs are on a slump or something. Downfall, I don't know which it is, but I'm sorry, Danny. I got to go just like you'll probably go here. I got to go with the Bruins on home ice. Definitely, and why? Because the Bruins, it, it boils down to their special teams. They have the third best power play percentage in the league, and with Colorado taking the third most penalties in the National Hockey League, there's going to be plenty of chances for David Posternock, Patrice Bergeron, and company to s- score quite a few goals in that game. Now, moving on, let's head to Monday, and we have a dandy of a matchup. The Pittsburgh Penguins with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Matt Murray on that Pittsburgh team. But they're traveling to, to the Wells Fargo Center to take on the Philadelphia Flyers, and it's going to be Sidney Crosby's first real dosage of Carter Hart. Now, who comes out on top in this one, Derek? That one? Carter Hart's a stud and all? And they have some young talent, Ivan Provorov, too. And I kind of want to see him beat Pittsburgh, honestly, but I just can't do that. It's the Penguins. It's one of the NHL's best teams, dynasty team. They've won the Cup. They won the Cup two straight years a few years ago. They almost won a third year. I, Sorry, Dan, i got to go with the Penguins here. Well, I can't look away from how great this Philadelphia team is, especially with Carter Hardinette. I'm taking Philadelphia. Moving on, let's head to to Tuesday's matchups. And and this is the matchup that we were talking about earlier on in our show. The Calgary Flames traveling to Tampa Bay with both these two teams at the top of the league in scoring and in points. Who comes out in this marquee matchup, Derek Harper? (sighs) Danny, I got to go with Tampa. It's in Tampa. Don't knock me here. The Flames, the Flames are a legit team. They are a team to watch out for this year. Possibly a Stanley Cup final preview here. The Flames are legit, but so are the Bolts. I mean, the Bolts are running running away at the league. They have great goalie. They have great players. That's in home ice. I I just don't trust myself going with the Flames in Tampa, Danny. Okay, how do you win in the NHL? As far as how do how do you score in the NHL? What do you have to do to Stay out of the box. Score goals. Stay out of the box. Take advantage of power plays. Well, no, no. I'm talking about scoring goals. Well, what are you looking for specifically? Chemistry. You're you're supposed to put shots on goal, right? Mm-hmm. That's the key to winning. Now, looking at preventing those those chances, Calgary is seventh in the league in the least shots they face, which means they're able to prevent pucks from heading to their goaltender, whoever it may be, Mike Smith or Riddick. Meanwhile, with Tampa, they sit at 21st in shots allowed, which means a lot of shots are coming on Andre Vasilevsky. That's why I'm picking Calgary in this one here, Derek. It makes sense you pick Calgary, and seems like you're a little bit of a homer this year for them, Danny. No, 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 not at all. They're you not the team them, that I, them that quite I a devote bit my allegiance about, to. I know that, but you just picked them quite a bit and kind of been hyped on them. Well, they they lead the Western yeah, Conference right now. They're a legit now. team, and I have to say they are a legit team. But I just can't go with them here, Danny. No. Then on Wednesday, we have quite a matchup. Connor McDavid against Sidney Crosby, two transcendent talents in the National Hockey League. 
Now tell me, Derek, is it going to be Sidney Crosby's Penguins that come out on top, or will it be Connor McDavid's desperate Edmonton Oilers? If this, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but home ice really kind of matters in some situations, and the Oilers are struggling a bit. They're trying to find themselves right now. I have to go with the Penguins. It's in Pittsburgh. Ping, Penguins building there. That place is a hard place to play. Very hard place to play because it's a very talented team that plays there. Their fans get into it. I, I have to go with the Pens here, Danny. Twelve teams have come into Pittsburgh and have won. Just throwing that stat out there. You have Pittsburgh, who has the sixth best power play in the league, and Edmonton on the penalty kill. They are the third worst, and that's not a recipe that you want for success. And then also when you consider penalty minutes and you play that as a factor, Edmonton is in the top six in penalty minutes a game, which means plenty of opportunities for the Penguins on the special teams. That's why I'm going to go with Pittsburgh along with Derek, and that will conclude our NHL picks. Now let's head to the WHL games of the week. We got two games as opposed to one. How about that, Derek? Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We have a couple of exciting matchups, Danny. All right, let's go, let's go right into it. First Saturday, a big day for hockey. It's going to be a dandy. The Portland Winterhawks traveling to Everett to take on the U.S. division leading Everett Silver Tips. Who comes out on top so of this So, Danny, uh, the Hawks Booster Club is actually making a trip up for that game. And so they'll have some fans there, and you're going to call me biased here. But I actually had a very hard time picking this game. I really did. I know how good Everett is, and I nearly went Homer, with Everett. We know. It, I, it sounds ahead. crazy. I really went with I wanted to go with Everett, but it's just after that Pick last game, Portland, we know. after that last game with Hofer, it just, I had to go with the Hawks. I really, actually, this was my hardest time. I, I've never really been able to pick against my Hawks, sure. but this was the hardest game I've ever had to pick for the show, Danny. Hang on a second. Everett it's does in Everett, not, too. Everett does not allow goals. They are number one in the league in <laughs> allowing the least Five. number of goals. So that's why, and plus they're at home, and they're resurgent at home. Looking at what this Everett team has done when they have been at home, they have played lights out. This Everett team at at home is absolutely on the money. That's why I'm picking Everett to win against Portland. And now next, another game of the week. This one is coming up on Wednesday, February the 13th. And boy, do we have a dandy. The Prince Albert Raiders, who, guess what? They clinched a playoff spot already, and they are sitting right in, right on top of the league standings, standing at 88 points, and then way at the bottom, sitting with 23 points, you got the Swift Current Broncos. They're playing in Swift Current. Derek Harper, you got the best team against the worst team. Who's coming out on top of yeah, this one? Yeah, Danny, I'm questioning why you're calling this a game, game of the week. It's it's a premier matchup. Two, two teams on opposite ends of the <laughs> spectrum. Um, yeah, it's in Speedy Creek and all, and I know the fans are really passionate there, and even the people who work for the team, they love that team. They're a bunch of high school kids who work the team almost. And but I got to be logical here, Danny. I got to go with Prince Albert, man. No, no. Here's why. Swift Current has had two games when they played at home against Prince Albert, and they have split. The season, the season, the homes, the the season series that's being played in Swift Current, 
So guess what? I'm picking the upset. I'm picking Swift Current to knock off the league-leading Prince Albert Raiders. That's a bold prediction there, Danny. That's a hot take there, eh? Just looking at what what the two games have played out thus far, Swift Current won the first meeting 3-2 to two in a shootout. Meanwhile, in the other matchup, Prince Albert won a high-scoring affair 6-4. to four. If Swift Current can score goals, there's a very good chance that Prince Albert might be getting upset here. I, I, I don't think so, Danny. It's Prince Albert. They're red hot. The Prince, I mean, Prince Albert, <laughs> I can't. I got to go with the Raiders. <laughs> well, that's that's how our pick segment will conclude here. And we'll see during the course of this week who comes out on top and, most importantly, who at the end will come on top in the end of the regular season standings and then the points will carry over into the postseason, and points will be worth more. So there will be plenty at stake during the course of this competition. We'll have to wait and see. Is it going to be Derek Harper that comes out on top or me, Danny DeBach? Anywho, for Derek Harper, I'm Danny DeBach. That's all the time that we have here for this installment of Across the Blue Line. Tune in next week for more NHL news. Not only that, we'll get you some WHL action as well. So once again, for Derek Harper, I'm Danny Abach saying so long for yet another episode of Across the Blue Line.